This episode of the Behind the Mask podcast is brought to you by Mickey D's. All the best nights end with a bite from Mickey D's. Whether it's after a game or a night out with the crew, Mickey D's is always the move. My go-to is the spicy crispy chicken sandwich. And you know I gotta have the vanilla milkshake with that. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna make a Mickey D's run right after this episode, and you should too. Everyone's got their own Mickey D's moments. Go on and make some more delicious memories. No lies in the lines, man. But, yo, congratulations to both of y'all. I'm amongst greatness. You know what I'm saying? That you are. That you are, Tuton. Thank you for recognizing that. (laughs) There you go. There you go. There you go, man. Behind the mask. What up, my dude? What's good, family? Another day in paradise. You know what it is. Hey, man, it's it's always good when we have company inside of the lounge. Most deaf, most deaf. Family inside the lounge. Absolutely, man. So without further ado, this next guest finished as the second all-time leading rusher at the University of Georgia, Tutan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was a first-round pick, number three overall, to the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. NFL Comeback Player of the Year, two-time Pro Bowler, and also All-Pro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the BTM Lounge. My fellow DSGB, (laughs) down South Georgia boy, (laughs) Garrison Hurst. (sighs) In the building. (laughs) What up, Zeke? What's happening, bro? I'm good, I'm good. How you doing, man? Man, I'm good. Life is good right now. Um, kids happy. Wife happy most of the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Happy wife, happy life. Most of the time, yes. <laughs> Finally got you in the lounge, man. I been know it, man. I'm tired of watching y'all. <laughs> I've been watching y'all too long. We've been, we, we, we been beating on your door. I know. I, 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 no. You've you been kind of like, uh, 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 I, I, I get them later. I get I, them later. I'm like, it's more like... Um, let them get the big t- big guys first. I'm going to come in on that lower end, man. So nah, that's how nah, I see it. Man. You know you the truth, bro. No, nah, man. I'm respect, old school. But I, appreciate the, I appreciate the love. Y'all know that. Maybe Plus, y'all family, man. I've been knowing y'all cats so long. Yeah. You, ra- you raised us. That's in particular, fact. me. Yeah. So, a little bit. Just, uh, a little that's bit. Right. Kids done worked out together and everything, Oh, man. my goodness. Get them girls together. We had to sit back and just listen to them talk. Facts, facts. But we happy to have you inside of the lounge today because... Um, Typically, you don't be going around here talking to a lot of people. And we appreciate that because we get a chance to go behind your mask today, right. Mr. Hurst. Uh, you're right. I don't do do a lot of podcasts, man. I don't do a lot of interviews. Why? I don't know. Um, but I, it was, there was no way I was saying no to you guys. I mean, like walking. Let's do it. All right, then. Let's do it then, bro. Let's, let's, let's do it. Well, our history goes back. He's from Lincolnton, Lincoln County, and I'm from Washington County, Waco. And like, bro, like, few years ahead of me, but I remember growing up and just hearing, we both didn't grow too far from Athens, grow up too far from Athens. And so it was like, Garrison Hurst, Garrison Hurst, Lincoln County. Bro, and I'm like, who is this guy? Like, larger than life, though, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because... The history of playing at UGA, some of the greatest running backs that ever came through there, Mm -hmm. and 
I'm like, man, this dude here is fire. So we go up there. I remember as a youngster, dog. I ain't even tell you this story. We go to Georgia. Our high school coach takes us up. And so, man, I remember seeing like, man, it was I, I was in like maybe the 10th grade, ninth grade or 10th grade or something like that. But I remember just watching, bro, and it was like, wow, this is Garrison Hurst who everybody was talking about. Yeah. Had the big ass calf muscles, looked like, <laughs> looked like, damn, Popeye, like Popeye calf muscles. <sighs> then uh, okay. the thing I remember most back then, you could wear... Your your jersey, it was like hem short. Yeah, you yeah. can hem it up short. Yeah. So he all abbed out six pack. <laughs> so I'm thinking like, man, I gotta get my calf muscles like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I gotta get mine like that, bro. But like, <clears throat> bro, did you ever? Did it ever occur to you? You know, you've accomplished a lot, and we're gonna get into that later. But did it ever occur to you coming up through high school and, and taking that step on to UGA, like your potential? Uh, yes and no. Probably more no than yes. Um, again, you said Lincoln County. If, if you're from the CSRA, what we call it, we were known for football way before I ever got there, before I started playing. So it was always a thing in my hometown. You got to carry the torch to, as well. The next class, if you don't win the state championship, you didn't have a good year. That's how I was growing up in Lincoln. Um, I didn't really know what recruiting was because I didn't come from a family that, that was college-based. My mom and dad didn't go to college. So when you start getting ninth and 10th grade, 8th, ninth, 10th grade, I, I was lucky enough to have a guy on my team by the name of Kurt Douglas. And he was All-American linebacker. And that's the first time I saw a Georgia coach or any coach come to a practice in ninth grade. I'm like, what are they, who are these guys? Well, they here to see Kurt. I said, for what? They want him to go to school. Really? So this, they come see you. That psychologist recruit you. Mm. They come see you practice. Oh, oh I, I, want, I want them to come see me one day. I remember thinking that, yeah. and then my high school coach was, um, not the head coach, but Howard Ellis was the D coordinator, and he said, you keep playing, you, they'll come see you too. He said, you just got to do the right things. Go work out with Kurt when he going to work out. Go work out with the bigger kids. Mm-hmm. I just took those advices and just ran with them. And did your thing in, in high school, historic career at UGA, and this is what, something that just came out that I, I want to mention to you real quick. Some notable names in the inaugural class of the Georgia High School Hall of Fame. Some greats, Champ Bailey, Mel Blunt, Richard Dent, Calvin Johnson, Shannon Sharp, Fran Tarkinson, Hans Ward, Terrence Edward, Eric Berry, Pat Dye, Garrison Hurst, and Takeo Spikes. We are here in the BTM Lounge with two greats right now, man. How does that feel, bro? Oh, amazing. I, I think I said it when I first heard, like, man, Hall of Fame, why they wait so long to do this? <laughs> but I, in my mind, there was no question once I heard about it. I didn't even think about it. I said, all right, let me see what Spike said. All right, there it is. There's certain, certain people list? you know are going to be in there. Yeah. Now, I'm quick to say thank you, but I'll, I'm also quick to say I, don't know, I might be and I might not be. That's just me being me. But, you know, you looked at the list and like, yeah, yeah I joke, it better be there somewhere. That's some great so, man. Hey, bro, but like, no, nah, I want to go deeper into this, though, because... You see some of the names that are on the list. And for me, I was surprised, too, to find out, like, man, we, we never had a high school Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. And and to be elected or inducted into the inaugural class, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to I.J. Rosenberg for leading the charge, the executive director. And uh, they've done a fabulous job, so can't wait to get that coat, be able to get that <laughs> coat on. But back to it, though, bro, like, 
Think about some of the names. Because everybody can talk about, oh, man, back in high school, we had plenty of people sitting in that chair who even talk about what they did when they used to play. I think of Dream, the artist Dream. Mm -hmm. Dream was like he used to play. You know, and I'm like, all right. Does it count? He's like, it ain't. It don't count if it's not on tape. But Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, too. Turn, One turn play. Down. We got to do that again? <laughs> you right. know it. Right. But, like, think about it, bro. Mel Blunt, Shannon Sharp, Fran Tarkenton. Mm -hmm. Like, some of the all-time greats. Pat Dye. Bro, I got my thoughts on it, but I just... I just want to get yours. Like, you were amongst greatness in that company because everybody can say, I was that guy in high school. Right. But everybody can't say this in the inaugural class. You're right. Um, I'm one of the guys in there. And again, I, I guess I need to get past not want to put my name and say, I, okay, I did this, I did that. The, um, the records don't lie. Yeah. So I'm in it. But um, it's surprising more than anything, I guess, that some of the names on there, I thought they would have been in something already because I assumed there was already some things that I didn't know about for the state of Georgia that they show recognition to players. Mm. So it was surprising to see that, but an honor at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I bet it to me because I don't even think we got that in New York. In the, in the, in the football <laughs> like that in New, yeah, in New York. Y'all high school football in New York. Nah, man, we few and far in between. We got basketball and baseball, though. You know what I mean? Bro, you, you what'd you say? Oh, they they don't have it in New York. They got like all state, but the difference is, all right. So the difference is in New York, all city was was bigger because the city is so huge. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? All state, we never played or never heard about the cats in New York State and Buffalo and Rochester. So what would be playing. the best area for football in New York? Is there a considered the best area? It was it was like Staten Island was pretty good. Adewale Agunglia came from Staten Island. Um, then Long Island, Keith Keith Bullock was in Long Island around the time that you know I was coming out. But typically, you go to the to the suburbs. That's where the better ball is played because they have more resources. Yeah. You know what I'm saying in the city, man. We I told Spice before, bro. We used to uh, warm up for the games for for Pop Warner, and we didn't have chalk on a on a on a field. So the parents would have to go get like flour, pancake mix, and like walk backwards, lining no lies in the line, lining the. The, the sidelines, yeah, Man, and you was, this this film out there, you would see the the sidelines <laughs> go like this. See he was in, so, so he was out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was out. So let him keep going. Yeah, yeah real spill, oh. real spill, man. man. No lies in the lines, man. But yo, congratulations to both of y'all. I'm amongst greatness. You know what I'm saying? That so, you are. Yeah. That you are, Tuton. Thank you for recognizing that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go, man. To all of my early morning risers, this is for you, coffee lovers. Life moves fast, but time stands still when you're with the ones you love. Savor the moment, big or small, with Starbucks ready-to-drink coffee. From bottle frappuccino drinks to canned nitro cold brew, Starbucks coffee gets you ready for the right now. Available now, online, or wherever you buy your groceries. No, man, but you, you accomplished a lot, bro. And when you look at it, um, SEC Player of the Year, that's huge. You was you with that dude in the SEC. In the SEC, that's and, good. And, and, and that right there alone says a lot. We all know about that SEC football. Absolutely. We all know about it. It's that five. Even yeah. though he is from New York City. Or <laughs> I mean, I came down, I played in the SEC, it worked out for me. No you doubt. Know what I'm saying? No you doubt. 
you gonna stop this shit right now? Cause we got G on live. You see how I got something for you. Wait, just you wait. But you just you set a lot of records though, even at UGA, and I think what was it all time second? Second when I left. And so like now you're now nominated to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. I think you're gonna get in this year. I'm, I'm hoping you're right this time. So, right? like, what's the thought process? Like, I know you're forever humble, right. and I'm really here to push your buttons and make I can you tell. speak about it too. I can see. It's okay to talk about yourself because you put in the work, bro. Right, no doubt. Hey, listen, <clears throat> I want to be in for sure. I'm honored to be in. Do I look at some of the names and wonder, oh, how did they get in before me? Just being. Can't honest. say I can't do that. I, I've done it a few times, but yeah, you hear I understand the system behind it. And I just kind of try to roll with the system best I can. I, in front of you guys, I can tell you, I'm a little, I can be a little pissed about some of the stuff I see on there, but I roll with it and try to keep going because um, they can't take it back. I did what I did. Right. Can't, can't beat the numbers. Can't argue about right. that, huh? Yeah, and they, they made no. Now you can use your bowl yards to help pad your stats even more. Mm-hmm. I didn't get all that. Oh, so back then you back couldn't even add your bowl yard to no. jump. I know. Yeah, they didn't even have all of the bowls back right. then. <laughs> Playoff, y'all, all that go, go for your total now. Damn. Yeah. And your best year at Georgia was 50, over 1,500 yards, mm-hmm. 19 year. touchdowns. 21. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. How you going to shoot them, man? Come on now. I heard them playing now. How you going to shoot them? I thought the mother two came at bowl season. Mm-mm. No, they don't count. You left three off against Auburn. That's what you were trying to leave off. (laughs) Speaking of that, speaking of that, your dogs doing their thing just came off a national championship and then last, uh, maybe a week or two ago, just came off of whooping on somebody in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, Who was it? Yeah, um, um, the War Tigers. Yeah, Auburn Tigers. War Tigers. He he wearing similar colors right now. Yeah, I'm going to do this right here. Hey, man. I'm just gonna do this right Magic here. Magic Chance in the BTM Lounge. Talk shit to this man because they cannot get the W and he was talking shit before the game. You know what? I would talk a lot. But, <laughs> but I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give him the credit of saying, I don't know yet, G, but you will find out Saturday. That's the hardest thing he said to me. I knew what that meant. Yeah. He really wanted to ride with his boys. Yeah. But there was no way he was riding with boys. So he didn't even take the bet? Nobody betted me. I didn't offer to make the bet. I didn't. And that was that what made me mad. It, really, it didn't make sense to make the bet. Out of previous years, the, I can't stop them from calling my line, saying, Spice, what's up? I ain't yeah, heard from you. Right? What's up on that hunter? What's up on that two hunter? <laughs> was it worth me calling that? I knew I was going to win. They were going to be giving me money. Then they had the line. You know what the line was uh-uh. for their game? 28 points. Did we make it? Damn. Did you make it? <laughs> <laughs> you went over I was like, nah, I gotta, I gotta talk to this man coming up yeah, in a few bro. weeks. Hey, man, I love it. It's a wonderful thing. I mean, you know, some of my good boys played at Auburn, man. I got another cat I'm cool with that played at Auburn. So I, it's it's wonderful for me right now. Yeah. I mean, I can't get them to say very much about them dogs at all, other than, man, y'all all right. That's the hardest thing I get right now. They just get mute. He's <laughs> here for support, right? He's still rocking the colors. I give him that. <laughs> Putting it on his Twitter, WDE. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. It's wonderful. Hey, man, keep the smile up, dog. We gotta, uh, hey. Mean, oh, should play, hey, right homecoming now. this week. It should have been last week. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn. Damn, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah it should have been last week. <laughs> you go we down it? right now. Okay. You know, I can't believe y'all. Thought oh. y'all had more class than what you had. Beating the team down when we already down. 
SEC. losing to the transfer portal. This SEC, baby. That ain't the only reason. Come on now. It ain't just a transfer portal. It's Kirby. What oh, this mean? NIL going on. I'm about to pull the Jimbo now. and uh Come on now. I'm about to be Jimbo. You can't even go there with us. <laughs> even you we're gonna keep this thing clean about Auburn now. <laughs> Pat Dye Jr., my agent. So that means I know Pat Dye well. <laughs> Spike's mad everybody left Auburn and went to the transfer portal. That's what it is. Why not? You know what I say about Auburn all the time? That is the hardest team I've ever played for three years in college. I tell the story all the time. It didn't matter if you knew anybody's name on that defense. All them dudes bring it. Yeah. They had a safety that might have been 140 pounds. He was 6'3". And I hated hitting him. Hated it. So I don't get it now when I see all them not playing well because they always been a team that you didn't want to play because they were always hard. Yeah. You wouldn't know them, but after the game, you're like, man, I'm joking. That brings it. What was your biggest rivalry that you really enjoyed going to play? Um, Georgia Tech because it was in-state. Yeah. Now, And th back then, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech had, yeah. they had that fire. In 1990, they beat us and won a national championship. National championship, yeah. Yep. So they were, they were that team for a minute. I would say Florida, but Florida kicked our butt those years. And to me, it wasn't the biggest rivalry because it was Florida. But Georgia Tech, you, I would see those cats. Mm -hmm. So you had to see them, and then you got your butt whooped by them, and they walk around with a ring on. Oh, it was, oh, it was hell. <laughs> but then them last two years, we put that thing on them. Y'all had to put them oh, across yeah, your we, lap, yeah, Let me let y'all see what this thing about. <laughs> yeah. Gave it all to them. No doubt. No doubt, man. Then you went, man, third pick overall to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Did your thing in the league. But then you see a young pup from a nearby county that comes into the league. And I heard a little bit of story about what Tequil was working out his rookie year and he had a party, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> trying to get baptized into the league, man. Talk about that when this oh, joker came joker in, right man, here, when you man. first came in <laughs> from all, Waco. You know, it's, it's 98. So I, I know him, know of him for yeah. sure. But um, him and his teammate were working out in the Bay Area mm. pre, I guess, pre-draft, so they got to know a lot of people out there. Yeah. But it's 1998. That Bay Area is me. Yeah. I mean, they should have called the G area. <laughs> <laughs> G area. Right, so all the person I'm sharing with at the time would work Jerry Rice, but that, that don't count. That don't count yeah, right now. Yeah. Anyway, it's I think it's actually summertime, too, and we, it's um, Fred Beasley say, hey, man, my boy having a party in Oakland. Mm. And I look at Fred like, who? No, I ain't heard about this party. Who having this party? <laughs> um, through my many sources, that would have told me that. And he said, Tequila, Spike, go have the party. I said, Spike, have the party? He said, he wants you to come out. I said, all right, I'm, I'm going to come. And my mind, I'm like, how are you going to come in, in the bay and not get my permission to have a party with all my folks? <laughs> he, he ain't checking you know? in. Right, he ain't checking in. <laughs> <laughs> this don't make sense. Okay, I'm going to let him go with this. I go up there, me and Fred, we all good up there. And I'm thinking, I get out, you know, you. First thing, you're going to valet because, you know, back yeah. then, you know how we're going to pull up in the front. Absolutely. You get your car, you walk out, you get out with your chest out, and you're going to see me blinging a little bit. Yeah, them hard bottoms on. Yeah, you are dressed <laughs> up back then. Yeah. <laughs> you had to dress up back then. And um, we all get out, and I see him in a little entourage. I'm like, oh, okay, you got an entourage and everything out here. Man, folks I know. Mm. I mean, folks I know. And Fred walk up, dad, my, hey, what's up, Spike? You know what's up? And the more I'm watching, I'm saying to myself, you know, I don't think we'll play the back roll on this one. This joke, I got it made on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get a ticket. Hey, 
I didn't play the back row that night. I said, you know, I'm gonna let Spike be Spike. Now, yeah, I'm with him. Go on in first. <laughs> <laughs> he had the entourage with him. I, 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 I stepped back that night and let him do what he do because he, he, he made the show look real good for everybody, man. Yeah, so I stepped man. back. I, I didn't even ask for that card. Why, why you do this without getting in touch with me? Don't worry about it. Chalk that up. He ain't had no work with him, though. Plenty. <laughs> Plenty. That's why I didn't mind stepping back. The residuals were falling. Hey. How you, your first year in the league off the rip? We wasn't even in the league yet. I was baffled. I was baffled. You know what? Put it this way. Let's just say I networked pretty well. (laughs) And I just made, I I felt right at home. I felt right at home. I thought thought the Raiders drafted him. That's one of the best times of my life. The reason why I was out there was because I trained right before the draft. And shout out to Thomas Weatherspoon. But we 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 had some good sessions, man. But I grew up. That was the first time me ever being in Cali. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, damn, man, I'm seeing palm trees. <laughs> man, it's, it's February. And, and it ain't, the, the weather's like 65, 70. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I like this right here. But, bro, oh, when I tell you we... That was one of the greatest times of my life mm. just due to the fact of... Partaking in California. Partaking in California with just so many, like, you know how it is when you grow up. Like, I grew up damn near around it was some white people too, but, you know, the majority of black were you, what you see, the hoods mm-hmm. that you come from. Right. Man, you go to Oakland, man, it's all black folk. So yeah. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm digging this right here. <laughs> So, you know, I you know, met a couple of people out there, yeah. a couple of ladies, and they introduced me to somebody else. And, man, I was all Oakland out, bro. All right, you go, man. He had it made. Yeah, I appreciate made. it. You just rode the coattails? Oh, I didn't one. have a problem with it either. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I can be a wingman or two if I have to be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, talk about your time with the Niners, though. I think you came off the 1,400-yard season. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You left one off there now, 15. <laughs> too hard to come by them hundreds. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was 15 and some change. Don't show them. Let them right, know, 15 and some change on that thing, huh? Hey, 1,500, bro. You right. And all, I hate when people jip me like that. Because it's hard to get them what? yards, right? It's hard to get 30. Uh-huh. Thanks, right. 1,500 yards, bro, like... You came on the scene, bro, and you really exploded. But you was drafted by Arizona. Mm-hmm. But just talk about what was that like coming into San Francisco and then really the Bay Area just embrace you, bro. Oh, man. Listen, that's when my career started. I got a chance to learn in Arizona and Cincinnati. San Francisco taught me how to play football, how to be a pro. Um because you didn't worry about the small stuff anymore. You never, you didn't go into the San Francisco locker room saying, okay, we got to win this year. Nope. We got to win the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing you did. They don't, it, it's not, we got to win. We got to win the Super Bowl or it don't count. So it was the mentality oh, was period, different. period. And then you got to think, I walked now trying to get autographs. Facts. I got Jerry Rice right here. I got Steve Young. <laughs> Can I get y'all autographs, yeah. man? Hey, man, I know. I'm your teammate, but let me sign this for me. <laughs> and you, you go out there and you... I consider myself a pretty good pro. I practice hard. But you see Jerry catch a three-yard slant and run 90 yards full speed. Mm. I got a young Terrell Owens running behind him trying to catch him. I got J.J. Stokes running behind him trying to catch him. Mm. What I look like not running behind him. Wow. 
what I look like. Now I got to sit him and watch him do that? And then my fullback, William Floyd, doing the same thing. It's all about watching the best do, the, do their work and learning from them. I did the same thing. I, now I'm running every play out, 100 yards or whatever we got. If it's, if it's a red zone, you know, what you got a shorter field. But you got all of them doing that, and Jerry started that. I thought I was doing something when I got there. I ran 30 yards, full speed. Oh, come on back. No. Finish every play. Finish man. every play. And you don't do condition after practice because you don't, we didn't do condition. Do that. Yeah. That's when I learned what pro was like, man. That's, that organization changed everything. And y'all was so far ahead of time, even with practice schedules. Mm. I remember calling y'all during the season when I was in Cincinnati. And y'all was like, yeah, we just got off the field. And I'm like, man, I'm just leaving the facility. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no pads? Y'all had pads? Like, we wear pads every yeah, day. I know, yeah, I Cincinnati. <laughs> Bro, so like, talk about, you know, you already mentioned like the leaders of that team. What you came into, the culture was already established. But just the mindset of like from the coaching perspective of, of how they created the thought process of, man, if we're going to win a division and the next goals are the Super Bowl. Well, when I got to San Fran, it was not, you know, we, Steve Mariucci just got hired in 98 when I got there. 97, I'm sorry. So it's not like I had to learn from the culture that he was trying to establish. No. That came from Mr. DeBarlow. Mr. DeBarlow, uh, Dwight Clark, and Carmen Policy. So we had just fired George Seifer, who was fresh off Super Bowl a couple years prior to that. Yep. But it didn't, and he came off a 12-win season, still got fired mm. because it wasn't good enough. So we bring in Steve Merger. Now you're thinking he's going to sit, you're going to set um, precedence on what, how he want things done. No. He went upstairs. They gave him the rundown. This is what the 49ers do. This is how we do it. This is how we think. And he read it verbatim, everything the 49ers way. Mr. Barlow tell you that, Dwight tell you that, and um, Carmen Policy. So I didn't have to learn this from, from the coaches because they knew it. Most of the coaches there were new. It's just part of the organization. Right. Period. We win, that's what we do. We win Super Bowls. We don't just win. We win Super Bowls. And that's, that's, that's when you know you had a good season. Yeah. So it was um, totally different from what I was used to. I was used to just... We just gotta we gotta win at least two or three games for the season to be happy. No, that ain't, that's nothing. We didn't they didn't want to lose a preseason game. Damn, it was it was different. That obviously impacted you. You had one of your best years. I think your best year uh, in the NFL. Tequila said fifteen hundred right. plus Damn. yards, 15. rushing yards. Then you came down here to the A, first play of the game. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. broke your ankle. Broke my ankle first play. First play. Um, I remember the players, 94, and we knew Atlanta Falcons, they were notorious for slanting their D-line mm. back then. It was, you know, Jesse Toe going to scrape over and try to be there. They slanted, backside tackle cut off perfectly. I come through. I'm to the house. You know, I, I, as running back, you can feel certain things, and I can always feel when I this to the house. Um, forget the safety's name, played at Seattle, but he played for the, Fort, uh, the Falcons that year. I get to him, somebody grabs the ball, I'm spinning. If you watch the video, if you see the video, he kind of stumbles, even though I break my ankle. Told me he wasn't making that tackle. So it's, it's so crazy, I look at the pitch, I look at the video, I'm like, God, if this ankle don't stick in the turf, I'm to the house, first play of the game, we beat Atlanta, I don't care what they say. We didn't, but we would've. Um, and it was, it's one of them things like, how can, I just got shoes from Lennox Mall that, Friday, that Saturday, 
to wear in the game because back then it was an old turf. Mm. So it was a pair of regular bottom shoes, tennis shoes. And that one shoe just did not want to come out of spin move. Mm. That's the only, I'd look back at it. Just didn't come out of spin move. Spin move worked for me on a million occasions in mm. every other game. And this one time, it stuck into the turf and my, and my toe was facing backwards. So, what was that journey like, bro? Like it was like two years out the game, right? Mm-hmm. Two years out the game. Um, <clears throat> if it would have been just um, a, a, the broken ankle, probably came back the same year. And initially going into it, that's what I was assuming. Dang, I broke my ankle. What six to eight weeks? Start rehab, get back. Six to eight weeks, you go back to do another MRI, X-rays, and I come back home. I fly back to Georgia. And I remember being at home at my mom's house, riding jet skis. I was riding jet skis on the lake, not thinking nothing about it. <clears throat> Ankles, I'm rehabbing, so it's fine. I'm, I'm not all the way. She called She um, called me, she said, I need you to come home. I was already packing up anyway, so I go home. She said, um, you need to call your agent. I'm like, okay. Pat got some information, something going on. She said, no, just call him. And that's when he said, gee, um, got some news about your ankle. I said, what now? I know my I know my ankle's fine, it's healing. Mm. Know that the doctors looked at it, looked at the x-ray and MRIs, and there's a quarter-sized spot on your telus bone that's dying. Like, what? A bone dying? The bone was dying. Only other person that ever had anything like this was Bo Jackson on his hip. So I'm like, so what's that mean? Well, they want you to come out and do some more extra, some more um, tests. So I the next day I flew back to California, and that's when I went through all the tests of what's going on and see, try to find out what's going on with the ankle. And that's when uh, Dillingham, you know, read everything out to me and showed me what's going on. And we set up a plan then to how we could go and see if we can get it fixed. I think I went to five, six doctors, and the one in New York, he told me, um, you're done playing football, you will never play again, find another career. Every other doctor semi said that, except for one, except for two. But we went with the first one in Baltimore, who had some kind of new thing he was doing with um, this. He taking bone marrow from your body, but he's mixing it with this other stuff that allows it to grow, and he's able to put it into that area, and it's, he's had some success. Didn't work. Went to the second doctor that said he could fix it in Balt in um. Seattle, Washington. Now, this doctor, actually, I don't know if you guys ever heard this story about me, but when I came out of college, they had a nerve to say I had a bad ACL in my left leg, actually. So I ended up tearing my ACL my rookie year, true enough. But this doctor is the one, you know, you go, you go combine, you go through all the tests, mm-hmm. and you go to about five or what, five to ten stations? Yeah. Everybody's pulling on you. I get to the last station, and this doctor's pulling on me. He's like, ah, okay, everything's fine. But this leg feels a little loose. Let's just get an MRI. I get an MRI, come home, three days later, Garrison Hurst has an um, underdeveloped ACL in his left knee. Yeah. It's the same doctor that fixed my ankle. Right. He owed you that. <laughs> and he apologized. He tried to apologize. <laughs> uh, Garrison, I said, I don't care what you said. I'm here for you. A totally different situation. I said, let's ride with it. Yeah. So that's my ankle injury and the shit I had to go through to come back from it. But you came back to 2001, uh, most improved player. Is that correct? No, that was um, comeback player of the year. Comeback player. That was my second time winning it. Wow. I won it twice. 
because I had ACL my rookie year. So they came back the next year and um, played well, and they gave me the, I got come back player of the year that year, get to San Francisco and do it again. I said, the awards you never want to win. But it had to feel good when you have all, the, all of the, the naysayers saying that it's over. That creeps in your mind, a doubt, this, my career, something I, I've been so great at, mm-hmm. and my career really feel like it's just taking off, and now the injury is, is putting me behind. I know. It, that, was, that was hard. <clears throat> For me, the hardest part is watching somebody else do the, your job. Yeah. You know you start hearing echoes already, but then you're watching somebody, man, God, and, and he's playing well. Yeah. <clears throat> you can't go out there and say, well, I can do it too because you, you're hurt. But that's the hardest part for me, watching somebody else run, play running back at my team, and I couldn't do it, and I couldn't do anything about it. That was the hard part. So your drive, what what kept the faith? You know what I mean? Like, what kept you believing, like, I'm going to get through this and not only get through it, but I'm going to come back and, and be even better? Um, it, it was more, in my mind, I broke my ankle. Man, I broke bone before. You come back from a broke bone. Even though I know they're saying that the vascular necrosis is something major, I broke my ankle. Just keep working and heal. I'm, I'm, of course, you got. I come from a praying mama. I mean, from the South, grandmamas and mamas, I was getting all kind of prayer letters and wrapping, ankle, wrapping handkerchiefs around my ankle. I'm red clay. Did they red, hey, red clay I ain't and everything? Red dirt growing up, baby. Come on now. We packed that thing around now. Was <laughs> 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 <With> some turpentine. <laughs> That's right. For real, so, though. Um, I didn't want to leave the game. Like, I said, there's no freaking way this is going to stop me from playing. If 49ers are going to stick with me, I'm going to keep training, keep working out to get back out there. And I was lucky enough, and it got real dicey that they signed me enough and reworked some stuff, and I didn't, they didn't cut me. Yeah. And then that, that, um, going to that, that third season, that third year coming back from it, second year, but the third season, I fought through some pain, but I, I just, I, I got back out there and just give me the opportunity. That's all I wanted. And I wasn't who I used to be. I knew that. But I knew football, too. You know, once you know football, things slow down. Y'all know that. I think slow. So I started doing things a little different. I didn't have a top end I used to have. I, but my top end was really good before. Now it's just good. Yeah. So I'm still fastening a lot of running backs. Thanks. I'm not what I was, but I'm still good enough to do this. But in, in, in pro ball, you don't always have to hit the hole 90 miles per hour. Sometimes you got to wait, bait, pat, pat, pat. And you don't break a lot of long runs. So you take what you get. I learned to take what I get more. So I just learned to play the game a lot, lot different and it just slowed down. And still was able, so I was still able to perform on a high level. What was the best memory that... I got one of my better memories of you. And, I, you know, it might be the same one if you mention it. But your best memory in that, that 49 red and gold. Now, if I know you're thinking the 90, that 90 Yep. I could say that, but it's that, not. Yeah, that 90 yard touchdown. It was 96 yards. There you go. 96 yards. Come on, Spike. That's Auburn in it. That's that Auburn in it. That's for that damn beat down. I'm trying to cut off some of them points y'all beat up by a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> that's in there now. It's in the books. <laughs> man, tell us about the moment, man. Um, I would say 90, but I can't. Um, you know, you, I came back from my injury in 2001, and when you're coming back from injury, they're constantly trying to find things that you can't do anymore or you can't do this. Well, I hadn't played a single game on a turf field. That's how I heard it. He broke his ankle on a turf field. I don't know how turf going to affect his ankle or how his running ability. Mm-hmm. And we go to, to the Colts. Mm-hmm. And I had 10 carries for 110 yards and two touchdowns. I don't think the turf affected me very much. So Not at all. That's when I said, all right. Now, I didn't have to hit it anymore. 
And I remember that because they made a big, and it was stupid to me. Why are you making a big deal out of freaking turf? When I'm trying to play football, I'm putting all that, what I did behind me, I'm going. Mm. So let me, let me shut the mile. Mm. So that's how I look. That's my memory I have the most of. You mentioned a young T.O. and him coming up. Literally, when you look at T.O. stats, bro, statistically, he is the second best wide receiver ever to play the game. Ever. Did you even see, have any thought, inclination that he would have turned into that player? Uh, yes and no. Because I was there with Jerry. But T.O. was a second-year guy when I got there. And that was that young, raw T.O. that didn't care what it take. I'm doing it. Let's do it. Come on. I'm running all day. I'm hitting these weights. I'm country T.O. I'm laughing. I'm having fun. I'm just, I'm sorry. Yeah, T.O. He was terrible then, not T.O. He hadn't made it T.O. yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw it. But you you know a lot of times you see talented guys, but certain things pull them away from it. He He was a guy that, Certain parts of the year, he started. Now this is now he's young doing this. Okay, done drinking, done doing this. It's time for this. I don't care. It's football season. I'm not drinking a thing. G, that's it. Mm. He been that since day one. So he was already focused, but his focus also was you got to. He had Jerry Rice to learn from. Mm-hmm. You watching Jerry Rice every day? And I ain't just talking about out there on the field. How does he do this? How does he do that? He watching the locker room. He watching their interaction with him. Um, press, how people look at him, how people treat him, and why they treat him. And he came back to the point, if I can be as good as Jerry Rice, I can get some of the same accolades. Because mm-hmm. T.O. didn't always get accolades the way he wanted them. And he'll tell you the story. He said, coming up, people didn't look at him like he, you know, he yeah. got put down. He went through all that. So, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of that was, I'm going to show y'all. Mm-hmm. So, I saw the making of T.O. I saw, not just the games, I saw the practice of it. So I saw the whole build up, yeah. And and you start to see him, he would um he start working out in a way, not just um to be strong football, but he also started, oh, y'all might know the guy. What was the little short guy? Oh, Spikes, what's his name? The little short white dudes come out there with Till to work out, train him. So they concentrated on every little small muscle, not just we got squats here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he was he was he had his mindset on how he wanted to do it and what he wanted to do in it. Can't take the numbers from him. Yeah. I was in the locker room with T.O. And a lot of the stuff that you were hearing, I don't know where it was coming from. I don't know. I mean, I've heard things and I've seen him go through stuff, but I hadn't seen him do anything in the locker room that a lot of us didn't argue with about stuff. Yeah. I could tell a story about some of the stuff between him and Jeff Garcia, but... Um, I think anybody would have got mad about it the way it went down on this story. You know, <clears throat> well, 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 do tell. <laughs> I will. It's funny. We were just Terry Jackson and I were just talking about it. Well, we you know you get in team meeting and you know they coaches going through stuff and then you are gonna watch film. So you don't been out a little later than you should have been. You hit that light. You gonna, It's hard to keep them eyes open sometimes in that meeting room. Mm-hmm. You know you're gonna be that. Or you, <clears throat> so. Some guys will wear their hat down a little low on their eyes, hoping the coach don't see them. Facts. <laughs> well, we're in the meeting, big team meeting room. It might have been just been offensive staff at the same time. So the lights go off. I'm over there in my corner, making sure I watch him. <laughs> and I look over there. T.O., his problem was his seat was right in the aisle. 
You know, you got this side, this side aisle. His seat right on this side aisle, not in, right here. And he, you T.O. So you got the hat pulled down low. We know what you're doing. It's not a secret. And they're going through things, and um, they hit the lights. Everybody usually hit somebody. Yeah. Nobody hit him. <laughs> <laughs> he still He's still out. over there. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Garcia stood up and said, hey, we can't have this sleeping in the meeting anymore. Come on, guys, it's too serious. You got to get up right now and do this. And T.O. Miz eyes and look right at him. It was no words said right then at all. But everybody like, oh, shit. Here we go. It's finna be something right here. And that was the only animosity I saw in the locker room. And, and they played that up so much. But it wasn't that bad after they had their words and went on about their business. business. But they, he said that in front of the coaches or just the oh, players? Oh, that was everybody. I see. Now, I didn't that, say it was right. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, that's what they call a company I, man. I never said it was right. That's, that's company, but that man was right the start there. of some, some, some mess right there. And it, now, if you'd have been in, you'd been just like we were, sneaking and laughing. <laughs> now he got him. He didn't, he didn't get me. He didn't get me that time. But it never came to blows. It never, never got any family members talking about. It. Just yeah. press got wind of it, and that was one of the things they talked about that week. Man, so you were around some greats, obviously. Just mentioned T.O., uh, Jerry. You were a great. Spikes was a great. UGA just whipped up on Auburn. Yeah, yeah. You and your prom, Spikes and your prom, and his prom, one-on-one in the hole. <laughs> Who gets the best, Garrison Hurst or Sakeel Spikes? Uh, you know, I can't answer that. I'm going to tell you why first. I didn't have to worry about having to see him in the hole. I had a big wide-shouldered, big-neck dude by the name of Fred Beasley that was in front of me. And I'm so glad I've said that name because he know what I'm about to say. I'm hurt in 99. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Cincinnati, San Francisco play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I go to the game. I travel with the team. Fred B starting fullback. Yeah. Spike starting linebacker for Cincinnati. You know this. All I'm going to say is, is we had meetings on Monday and the running back coach pissed. Pissed. What is that? Fred Beasley and Takeo Spikes are friends. They played together at Auburn. Yeah, yeah. They hugged and kissed the whole game. They brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> they brother-in-law. They hugged, <laughs> hey, they hugged and kissed the whole game. You were sleeping in the B room. Hey, I saw that. <laughs> Tom Rathen was hot with Fred. Fred couldn't say anything. They hugged and kissed on every <laughs> lead play. Hey, listen, we got five. He know no, the no, 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 we got Fox two run. He know that's a lead draw. Yeah. Uh, Fox three run. You got offset runs. Same thing. Mm-hmm. It is no question with the ball going and who's yeah. got who. Fred slides over like he, yeah. he slide over real. <laughs> run up in there with Spike. <laughs> no, no. Hey, Spike. So we watch film. I'm like Fred. Shit. Spike coming down here, dog. Yeah. Hey, he coming out trying to make fullback shorter. Right. <laughs> I'm like, this shit, I'm, I'm going to watch this shit. If I want to see these first few Fox 2, because the first few going to be hell. Yeah. If Fred ain't going to win, I don't expect Spikes to win. Shit. And somebody else made the tackle. So? No, so check this out. <laughs> what is this is what happened. <laughs> what had happened was, <laughs> on Fox 2 and 3, I took pride in like, Man, you send a fullback after me, I'm I'm going to destroy you. Mm-hmm. But with them, West Coast system, if you do anything outside the tackle box, they cutting. 
And the running back ain't even coming over it. Like, he start that way, but he's cutting it back. back. yeah. So I was like... Don't agree with him. I was like, bro. I was like, hey, man. You come after my knees, bro. Like, I ain't on that, dog. Like, for real. Like, don't come after my knees, bro. So it was more so like, we kind of hit up. He knew I wasn't going to make the... Man, he, the, the back was cutting inside, man. Listen. Spikes is wrong. He know he wrong. He trying to make I'm telling you what. Uh, he know he wrong. Jimmy Fox too run. No lies in the line. It's in the no. hole. No lies in the line. Fox too hold. Fox too run between Senegal. Senegal, yeah. Right. I did my responsibility. You did, but it was a brother-in-law. You know, you yeah. know. Responsibility. I don't know about that brother-in-law. Hey, right, guard Senate, go to the back side linebacker. Spikes Fox was destroying. Side. I mean, he was destroying fullbacks. Right. Not we didn't. We watched it on film. He know we watch film like they do. He know what he was doing to fullbacks. He just told oh, you. Of all of a sudden, now, I'm going to hit you, Fred, but, you know, I ain't really going to hit you because you ain't going to hit me. <laughs> no, maybe you did not giving Fred enough credit. Fred was one of the better line, no uh, doubt. fullbacks. That's why I know y'all brother Lord. <laughs> I know. Because he wasn't going hard either. <laughs> why Tom's mad at Fred. All that talk. Listen, I didn't get no minus on the play. <laughs> I turned the ball back where it was. Yeah, because I was brother-in-law and making it look yeah. good. That's what you do. Fred ain't gonna go hard. He didn't go hard one play on Spike. Yes, he did. <laughs> Not one. <laughs> we don't have to pull out hey, the tape. Call man. Fox three though. Right. Tried to decleat the dude every time. <laughs> he punished people. <laughs> oh, man, every I'm time. Just, them joking kids the whole I'm disappointed. And after the game, they taking pictures. Hey, folks, come on, I, man. I, <laughs> I more damn easy. <laughs> I still got the picture of all the people right. took after right, the we game. We take a picture after the game. I'm saying, about something. I can't wait to see film on Monday. Oh, <laughs> you hey. was in my top five before you, this interview. You was a bad dog. That's all I'm saying. And I gave you the dog moniker on that, baby. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man, talk about your support system, man. Uh, you know, wifey, your kids, uh, four kids, Gannon, Gerard, Brooke, and Gavin. Yes, my babies. Yep. I've seen you just, your mental capacity when it comes to them is totally different. When we're out, even when we were training the kids in high school for high school track, mm -hmm. AAU track, what drives you, man, when it comes to your babies, bro? Oh, man, shoot. Um, I was lucky enough to have a, a real good family system at my, when I grew up, my mom and dad. So um, I didn't want anything less for mine. Um, Gerard Gannon, mom passed away. So I didn't want them to get anything or, or miss anything because they weren't in the house with me every day. So I did everything I could to be around them at all times. What, what, if it was um, Gerard's got a solo or something in the, with the piano, he was taking piano, I'm going to be there. Yeah. I didn't care because I didn't want them to understand. I want him to know you guys aren't with me all the time, but I'm here all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, because I had my dad, my dad drove a truck, and he was in the military at the same time, so he was gone. But when it, when when it was kickoff, he was there. Yeah. When it was base pitch, he was. I said, man, I thought he was on the road. He said, I'm gonna find a way to be there. So I wanted the same thing for them. Um, they, um, it's so much going on now with kids. Anyway, man, you worry about them getting information or getting learning something from their peers or, you know. I hate to say it, you know, we, we try to provide a better life for our kids than we had. So by doing that, you bring them around people that weren't necessarily raised the way you were raised. Yeah. So they let things go. They let kids get away with stuff that I don't, that don't fly with me. 
you know, you, my kids know me. Hey, it's no gray area. It's going to be black or white. It's no, <laughs> it's no gray area. So they generally won't come to me when they want something that they know they shouldn't be asking for. Is daddy going to say? I'm going to ask him. Like, go ask mom. Because don't come to me with no crazy stuff. But I just wanted them to understand that, you know, for the, for the boys that as a man, you got to take care of everything you can. You got to make sure you're, you're, um, you're, you're the leader of your family, meaning it's not about the, the vocal things. It's about what they see you do. So um, having three boys, you, I, I had to be on top of that because three of them, and I always tell my oldest, and I said, you know, I know you're going to want to try me one day. I, can, I know it. I said, just don't let me be your first fight. <laughs> I said, you better work your way up to me. <laughs> I said, because I'm going to do something to you real bad to let you understand because I'm old. I ain't got about two, three seconds in this fight, but it's going to be a hard-ass two, three seconds you're going to get, son. <laughs> so, but I said it to let them know that I hope I can say this, but it's in a time where they, in my opinion, and I'm going to say this my opinion, there's no opinion of the show or you guys, they're making men less of men. So I want my boys to be men. Yeah. I want them to understand that because I came from some men. The stuff they had to go through and survive. My dad marched. So I took my, when Black well, Lives Matter was going strong, I took my family to do that. Yeah. I wanted them to be a part of all that. So I... I I say all this to say I've always wanted to be in their life, not just physical, but also in their heads. Yeah. And I also believe in having a real strong structure around them with extended family. Mm -hmm. He know that already because my daughter stayed at his house yeah. all the time, yeah. constantly. Mm -hmm. But I feel comfortable. And, and as a, with a daughter, you know I'm constantly worried about it. Yeah, I don't have be. to worry about that when they go there because yeah. I know what she getting. I know I know how he was raised. Right. I know who who you don't put that fish in that boy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So P. you know it made me feel comfortable letting. I, she'll tell you right now, it's not many houses she's spent the night at. Yeah. It's not many times she's going out of town with someone other than her family, yeah. blood, but still family. Yeah. So, um. I go to talk about my kids. I go to one day and cry. Shit, same um, man. Um, man, they, they, they. And my my youngest one is Gavin, and he's the superhero. He's out the of superhero of the family, man. That's autistic. He's right? autistic. He's on the spectrum. When I tell you that dude right there, man, it's um. And I had relatives that were that had kids that are autistic, and you see them, you learn to interact, but you don't know until you get them in the house, in the smallest. And my wife knew it from day one. I don't know how. And she would say, he won't look me in my eyes. I'm like, what do you mean? I said, he's only four months old. What are you talking? He just won't give me an eye contact. She kept saying that. I think something's wrong. And I'm, in my mind, I'm like, no, nah, fine. And just like all my other kids. We, we strong. We're going to be all right. Mm -hmm. But she was right. After testing and going through everything, on the spectrum. I had no idea how she knew. But um, when I tell you he's the most brilliant kid in the world, speaks Japanese, I don't know how he learned. Can speak Spanish, don't know how he learned that either. Play the drum. It's not a video game or a game he can't learn. He's already coding. He's only 11. He didn't learn this in school. He gets on his iPad and go to YouTube or go to things he finds it and does it himself. I don't know how he learned it. We were passing by um, a Walmart off of Pleasant Hill, I think, and it's got a bunch of Asian writing on different buildings. And he said, he looked, he was, he said, I want a sandwich too from the sandwich shop. And I start looking around, sandwich shop. See, you know, see the sandwich shop around? 
And Brooke looked around. We were all in there. And she looked. What does he say? I don't know. And she took a picture of something, of the building, and started looking. She said, Dad, that building, that sign says sandwich shop in Japanese. I said, I looked at the Gavin read that. Mm. I said, how the? Wow. So that dude right there, man, that's my dog. And Jen, my wife, um, I don't know if I should say it. I'm going to say it, baby. Don't be mad. Okay. She uh, came up with a name for him, Gavinator. And when I tell you it fits, and, you know, being autistic, you tend to try to give kids um, leeway on certain things they do around the house. Like, you, you may you be a little hard on your other kid. Don't do that with him because he's smart enough to know he can get away with it. Mm-hmm. So I treat Gavin just like I treat my other kids. No different. Hey, hey, look at me in my eyes. You want some of this? No, sir. No, sir, I don't. Go to your mommy. Mommy, can I have this daddy? <laughs> so he, he is a brilliant kid, man. He's, he's my heart, all of my heart, but that dude, he's going to be with me for life probably, so uh, I get a sore spot for that little cat right there. The, yeah. the Gavinator. The Gavinator. Shout out man. to the Gavinator. All right, man. So I got to ask you this, bro. Who in today's game, before I let you go, reminds you <clears throat> of a G Hurst? Ah, man. It, today's game is so different now, you know, for running backs for sure. Running backs' position is not as valued as it used to be by any means. Or even some of the guys who you just. You know, you got appreciation for their game because oh, no I, know, I, I, I know I know the it's, it's running back by committee. Oh, no now. doubt, uh, it's, it's a few of them I like. I, I I can't say some that I like because they don't remind me because they're different type runners. Yeah. So when I I, I look back at my game, I, and and I say this, and I can say this to y'all, I feel like I could have played in any era. There's something somebody else to argue that, but I feel like I could have. Um, I wasn't 250, but I feel like I could go in between the tackles when I had to. I could get outside. I could catch the ball. So when I look at running backs like that now, of course I look at the cat from uh, Minnesota. Cook. Uh, Cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. He's a bad dude. Yeah. He got Definitely wheels cook. and he's tough. <clears throat> uh, that's my one. You know, because he's a bulldog, I got to say it, even though he's a big dude. That's Nick Chubb. But we're different runners. But I got to put him in there because he's my dog. UGA. Hey, I got him a dog. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. Anyway, um... um <laughs> Uh, James Cook's um, Davin Cook's brother James Cook I think going to be a good yep. one too He can come out the backfield and, and play some slot If he had to I don't know if I was in that area Right there But he could do it um, Number 20 for the Dallas Cowboys now And I hate to say anything About the Cowboys But I'm going to say it Tony Pollard Tony Pollard mm-hmm. he, he looked real good He can do a lot of things In space Out of space And he runs hard Um 49ers has some good ones, too. I mean, Moster is with Miami now, but he yep. has a good one. Uh, 22, I'm not sure of his name with the Niners right now. but um, Je- uh, Elijah. Uh, he had a touchdown the other day. so Oh, Jeff Wilson, I Wilson, think. he looked yep. good. I yeah, like Jeff his style, Wilson. too. I, I like backs. All that, downhill runners. I like some downhill runners. That if you have to get in space, pap, pap, you can cut up field, make a few moves. I, I, I never had that. I'm going to cut you so many different ways, right? I, that wasn't me. I don't claim to be that guy, but you're not going to just tackle me either. So I like backs like that because that's what it reminds me of what I used to do. Yeah, right. I, I could see that. You you just, you brought something up. Nick Chubb. Like, Georgia's really the new running back university, yeah. right? Uh, yes. Go ahead and say it loud. Look at the camera when you say it. 
<laughs> Nick Chubb. Girly. Girly. Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift. That's right. Oh, that's another This thing I left him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my dog. Yeah. D Swift. I like it. He's on my fantasy team. Oh, yeah, so. he should be. He's definitely <laughs> yeah, that's, legit. That's a bad dude. Uh, you look at even pre-era before them, uh, Robert Edwards. Terrell, oh, uh, Terrell Davis. Terrell mm-hmm. Davis, which, by the way, he was your backup, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodney Hampton. Oh, oh Tim Worley. Tim Worley. Yeah. Lars Tate. Lawrence Tate. Just passed, but Lars Tate. Yep. Rest in peace. Um, <clears throat> I can go back with some names you probably won't know, but as a Georgia people would know him, you got uh, Willie McClendon. He was my running back coach, but he went for 15 and went probably in the bath behind Walter Payton. Yeah. All right. So with all of those names you just said, I give it to you. Running back university. Yeah. Where does Garrison Hurst rank up? Oh, I knew going to put me right there. The dog nation one in here. <laughs> Only time oh, on. Oh, man. You know what? Because it's a dog, we talking about all dogs running backs? Yeah. Man, we're in we a pack. Man, uh, you ain't no wolf. Only wolf running <laughs> back. Uh, yeah, we, we ran pack Saturday. Ooh. Okay, that's the end of the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Yeah, G. Oh, man, I couldn't call it, dog. I'm just, I couldn't call it. I, I don't want to put, I don't, I'm not putting me on the bottom. I'm not putting me in the top. We in a pack. I'm just going to call it. We all dog backs. RBU, baby. And you got other schools going to probably throw their names out there. Fine. Show who we got. Mm. Ride with it. Respect. Amen. Respect. Shit, man. We definitely glad you finally came behind the mask. You know what I'm saying? Shared a little bit of, your time with us and obviously the BTM audience, bro. So much love for everything you've done in your career, everything you continue to do, raising these beautiful kids, uh, beautiful family and everything, man. You're blessing us, big bro. It's always love, man. I appreciate it, fellas. I appreciate you. Always love, bro. My man. I'm on the show. Behind the mask.